And this episode is sponsored by Sew and Read. Founded by Charity Parsons, Sew and Read creates luxury experiences and excursions for canisseurs. This month, we'll be partnering with Sew and Read to sponsor two guests for one of their amazing experiences. Follow Sew and Reap on all social media channels and stay tuned for details on our exclusive giveaway. One, two, three. It's Cash Color Cannabis, a high level of conversation. And as you as you guys know, this weekend, I am not in the studio. I'm not in Lock Hip Hop Daily Studios. I'm at my apartment, a.k.a. Cash Color Cannabis Studios. And um, I think it's a great day, especially on a Sunday, to speak to somebody who is part of a part of a ministry. I just got done listening to my my um, my church this morning. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's great that I have this interview with Craig Cross today because he has a different he has a different ministry um, with XXX Church that some of you might have heard of. But also through XXX Church, he's starting this thing called Christian Cannabis. And it, it, the minute I heard about it, it jumped into my mind as I need to talk to this man. So without further ado, introducing Craig Cross. How you doing, Craig? Hey, good, man. Thanks for wanting to talk. <laughs> well, I definitely wanted to talk when I when I again when it first came across my uh, email, the Christian cannabis. I said, "Oh, I want to talk about this because I feel like that's something that never that doesn't get it discussed enough, whether or not um, or how hard it is to introduce cannabis to a Christian community." So, um, I, one, I want to discuss that with you. But first, before we get into that, please introduce yourself and tell us exactly what Craig, who Craig Gross is. Excuse me, man. Who am I? Um... That's something I didn't really know for 20 years. Um, I always wanted to serve God in a way um, with my life. Like, I hated going to church as a kid, but my parents made me go. Um, so I went to, you know, I was baptized at seven, grew up in a Baptist church, didn't have drums, didn't, uh, wasn't allowed to dance, drink, or listen to rock music. Um, oh. And I remember having to take my you know, five cassettes from my favorite bands and exchange them for one shitty Christian tape. You know, like, <laughs> um, now the business works really well for those Christians, you know, it's like, but it made no sense of, um, yeah, a lot of the rules, you know, I couldn't have long hair, I couldn't have earrings, couldn't do a lot of things, but there was this calling in my spirit that like I, I wanted to do something for god i remember going uh on a mission trip to venezuela at 16 years old um i played sports so uh, you know i was playing sports evangelizing and at the end of the month-long trip they did this call for full-time like give your life to full-time ministry and i didn't know what that really meant i didn't really think i wanted to be a pastor like everybody else but um i signed up i said you know at the end of this week you know a month-long trip i'm I'm going to serve the Lord in, in whatever way. And I remember I came home, I told my friends, they thought I was crazy. I was going to go to more school and, um, and get a degree in, in church ministry and maybe become a pastor. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I set out to do at 17. Then I, I, I went away, went to school. Um, and I, I think serving God in, in some capacity to me was like, all right, I'll be a youth pastor because, I wouldn't be a real pastor. You know, I wouldn't be allowed to do that probably, <laughs> but uh, I could create events and do different things at churches that would attract young kids. And um, so, yeah, that's what I did. I, I, uh, I realized right away working in a church, there's just a lot of rules that I probably wasn't up for. Um, there's a lot of work to just take care of your own kids at the church instead of reach out to new kids in the community. And, we talk about outreach and evangelism, a lot of the church, but as soon as the kids showed up on skateboards and started skating on the picnic tables, 
I remember my bosses didn't really want those kids there. And um, so within a couple of years, I quit, started my own organization called Fireproof Ministries. And um, my best friend and I set out across the world. We just started speaking and, and running our events and retreats. And um, meanwhile, the internet came out around that time. So as youth speakers to talking to kids, uh, we wrote a talk about pornography. And that was at a day and age where every kid now had access to something on the computer that I didn't have access to as a kid. And um, I wanted to help people with that. And I realized there's a conversation in the church that's not happening, even though, you know, porn and music and chat rooms were the only thing to do online in the beginning. And um, we just kind of overlooked that. And so I created a website called xxxchurch.com. Um, over a hundred million people visited that site over the, the next few years. And, um, it became, yeah, the largest kind of safest place online that you could, you could feel like you weren't alone if you were battling with, in, with those things. And um, for 20 years, I was the porn pastor. I didn't know anything but that. I, I thought like, okay, this is how I'm, you know, I'm, this is what I'm doing. And it took me on a mushroom trip, if I'm being honest. Um, first time I'd ever done psilocybin mushrooms. And I sat there and I said to my best friend, I don't have to do this. Like, I realized unconsciously um, I was covering up something for my dad and I was proving that I wasn't my dad by the work I was doing with this. Um, I found porn in my dad's car at eight years old. I never told anybody. Um, I've spoken at thousands of churches and I would always tell the story about my friend Sean's house and his porn story because I couldn't rat out my dad. And um, later in life, when I was a teenager, I found my dad was struggling with some other things. And um, I kept that family secret. And I think the only thing I knew how to do then was prove I wasn't my dad. And sitting on mushrooms one day, smiling so big, I was like, you know what? I'm not this guy anymore. I don't have to do this. I can, I can be me. And it was just an overwhelming feeling like I'd never had before. Like I have nothing to prove. I have no, no, no one else to be, but if I'm really looking at my life, I don't really want to meet people on their worst day of their life anymore. Um, I was the guy that like when celebrities or sports stars, you see them on TMZ for sending a dick pic or getting caught with a hooker, you know, you call me. And so I, I have all these friends and all these people that would never really want to tell anyone how they really met Craig gross. And, um, I just thought it'd be nice to meet people on the best day of their life instead of the worst day. And it'd be nice to know what I'm for, not what I'm against. And um, so within a few days, there was this stirring in my spirit already. I bought in the website, Christian Cannabis. Obviously, if I'd done psilocybin mushrooms, I tried cannabis a few years prior. That's what kind of opened the door for a lot of new discoveries in my life. And um, Coachella was right around the corner. This was right before... Um, Kanye was going to do the Easter service at, at Coachella. I had tickets with my son to go. And I just thought, you know what? If Kanye's taking over Easter this year at Coachella, why don't, why don't we launch this site around Christian cannabis? Um, I think it was like the first step for me in becoming, yeah, myself, like who I was. And um, I put together a plan within 10 days. I rented a plane. I flew it over main stage on 420 on, <laughs> at 4.20 in the afternoon. And yeah, I launched this site that I've been working on for maybe a year behind the scenes, but I didn't have the balls before Mushrooms to actually launch it, to actually just go, you know what? I could do this and 
not be murdered. Um, <laughs> and so I did it and I lost a lot of things because of it, but I gained so much. And, um, three years later, you know, I'm about to go to Coachella again. And three years later, it's, it's fun to see what's happened since, you know, that, uh, that initial flight. Dude, I love that testimony. <laughs> I, I love that testimony, man. That is amazing. That um, how the Lord worked through you through through mushrooms, through cannabis. We are here now. Um, yeah. You know, but I really do like the idea of Christian cannabis because, especially dealing in black in black churches, cannabis has and still is a, a something that's stigmatized. You don't you look at it as a yeah. drug. You look at it as something that's super negative. I think that you trying to step out the way, step out with Christian cannabis is a good way of um, starting a new conversation around the plant and what the plant actually is versus what we've been taught about. Um, speak to us again about, you know, launching Christian cannabis and what were some of the pros and cons about it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that you, like you have briefly mentioned that you were going to lose a lot of people when you came up with this conversation. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's fun when you kind of, wake up consciously to things and then you're like oh i've done this before 20 years ago i launched triple x church at the largest adult expo in las vegas and instead of being kicked out of the show or picketing outside like the rest of the christians we were inside with a booth that said jesus loves porn stars and it was the top story of the news that night it was on la times the front page the next day um the story went around the world. They, uh, the, the adult industry accepted us. It was the church that took three years to say, oh, I don't know about these guys. And, you know, um, it was three years that it took for a church to bring us in on a Sunday morning and say, you know what? Uh, you know, we were on Good Morning America, New York Times, all these, all these things. And the church was late. So for me, when I launched the plane, I knew like, I knew the website had content. It had information. Uh, my audience isn't going to go to high times and they're not going to find out about this. So we're, we're going to educate some people about this. And we weren't launching with products, but from day one, I said, we're going to have our own products. Um, like it or not about Christians, they love their own product. I mean, we got Hobby Lobby, we got Chick-fil-A, we got <laughs> Burger, we got, you know, Kirk Cameron and all his shitty movies, but we got, um, we like our own things. And so I don't want to make you trade five eighths of weed for one Christian eighth of weed. Like, um, but there's Christian music, there's Christian entertainment, there's Christian this. And as much as I don't see the need all the time for that, Christians like their own products. Um, I know my audience isn't in dispensaries right now. They're not in, they don't have permission yet. So the first thing was to give people permission. The second thing was to actually work with some people in the cannabis industry and come up with what we think our audience would, would like right now. There's a huge market for high THC. I don't think our Christian cannabis audience is going to be blasted off with 25 or 30% THC. We're going to do high CBD, low THC. We're going to do, um, we have some gummies that we're calling first timers because I've, I've given two gummies to so many pastor friends of mine you know, one for you, one for your wife, you know, put your kids down to bed, five milligrams, like you've got to hold their hands and you've got to show them some products that are going to be designed with them in mind. And um, I really see us as an opportunity to, to bring in an, an audience that isn't quite yet in the dispensaries. They're, they're afraid of this. And we've called it the devil's lettuce. Um, you know, I was running a, the, the week after I launched Christian Cannabis, um, <laughs> I'm at Stagecoach, which I, I can't stand country music, but some, two of my biggest supporters for my Triple X Church ministry, um, 
I took him as a, as a gift to stagecoach. So I'm, I'm literally at the same place I was the week before at Coachella launching this plane. They want to listen to their pastor's message on Sunday morning before we go to the last day of the festival. So I was like, all right, we're at the hotel. They're listening to the message. And here I am <laughs> spending the weekend with them at this country music festival. Their pastor's back in Ohio on a stage. And he's making an announcement to the congregation saying, one of our missionaries that we've supported, you know, this is the one church that's given me the stage more than any other church in the country. Uh, I speak there at least twice a year. He said, Craig Gross is a drug dealer now, and we're um, losing, we're canceling all support of his other ministry. And um, I'm sitting there at the hotel going, I can't believe he's saying this. Is this how you guys feel? Meanwhile, they're drinking five drinks that night at Stagecoach. I'm not judging them. But here I am trying to take an edible or tell them about cannabis, and now I'm a drug dealer. So um, the next week I go to Hawaii, and I'm leading a mastermind group of um, some of the biggest Christian social media influencers that I've been involved in helping grow their businesses and sell products online, stuff that I know how to do. And um, at the end of the week, we took a photo. We're in Hawaii at the Maui, and about half the group was uncomfortable being in a photo with me. Even though they're learning from me all weekend, then they're going, you know what? I don't, I don't know if my audience or if I'm going to lose business. So it became this very political thing. Yeah, I can see that. With some of my closest friends. I mean, my business partner wrote the book, Jesus is Greater Than Religion. And I love Jeff. Jeff's a great guy. Um, he's too ingrained in the Christian ministry stuff, though, to have a partner like me. And so... Um, We'd worked together for three and a half years. And he said, Craig, I got to have you out of the business immediately. Um, I'm from Seattle and I'm okay with cannabis, but man, what you're doing, um, it's just too unsafe for me. And so I told my wife, um, I think we're going to lose some things. If Triple X Church showed us anything, it's going to take the church a couple of years to get on with us. But I know we're not wrong. Um, we can sell the house. We can cash in our 401k. But if I know how to make money. And this isn't about money. This is going to take us longer than any of my other projects, but we're going to be okay. Uh, three months later, she found out she had cervical cancer. My Christian friends told me I was in sin and she has cancer because of my sin in cannabis. And um, I knew the truth was the relationships inside of cannabis now showed me how to heal. Um, and she started using Rick Simpson oil, a uh, thousand milligrams a day on, uh, on cannabis to heal before she had a full hysterectomy. And people inside of cannabis showed me so much about this. And meanwhile, people in the church are judging me. They're telling me, you know, I'm in sin and my wife's dying. And um, man, we went through it. But after three years, um, dude, I like where I like our chances. I like uh, <laughs> I like what's happening now i've got some of the best people inside of cannabis that are joined with me to, to put products on shelves and i think the church i had my first church in detroit michigan two months ago bring me in to talk to their congregation about this conversation so it feels a lot like what happened with triple x church where the church just wasn't ready and here's a new conversation that we have to get ready for yeah. And, you know, and, and, and as it's even spoken about in the word, man, Jesus met people where they were. And it wasn't that 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 you just jumped up and um, it wasn't that we just jumped up and, and, and decided who could be here, and who couldn't be here. You have to meet people where they are. And I think you're doing a great job of meeting people where they are, especially when it comes to cannabis. There are people who need this, 
who need this information probably need it more than any more than anything in our church system. And they're not being presented any opportunities because of fear. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. And we're, you know, we might not get a hundred percent of Christians. There's 182 million of them. Hmm. And, you know, I've spoken at 3000 churches across the world. Um, not every church believes you accept Jesus the same way. Not everyone believes in baptism. Not everyone believes you can dance. Not everyone believes you can smoke or drink. Um, so there's differences. And I think the beauty about Christianity is you can find a church today that um, that you're in agreement of. Like if, if you want a gay affirming church, you can find one now. Two of my friends were, were instrumental in that, Rob Bell and Ryan Meeks. Um, I watched my friend's church go from 6,000 people to 600 overnight as soon as Time Magazine broke a story about him being gay affirming. Um, he's living his best life now. He doesn't have a mega church, but it's more true to who he is. And so I know it just takes some people to, to kind of open up this conversation. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been moments, of, especially this last year, where I've tried to give up on this project. I've tried to... Um, I mean, my wife of 20 years tried to file for bankruptcy. Um, it was tough, man. I, I, the, the lawyers kind of looked at us and like, you guys aren't bankrupt, but what did you do with this money? And, you know, it felt like, I don't know. I, I just, I wanted away from it. I, I just, I argued with God a lot of just going, man, I don't need to do this, but, um, I'm now in a position where, yeah, I've got one of the founders of Papa and Barkley. My, my, the only cannabis brand my 74-year-old mom will use because I've turned her on to it. Uh, the founder of that company has come on to, to partner with us. Um, we've got some other great people inside the, the porn industry and or the pot industry. What's funny about the correlation, one of the women I helped out of the industry, she was a pretty big porn star she's now a preacher. You can find her on all the TV. You know, she's preaching all around the world. I told her what I was doing. And she says, you got to meet my cousin, my uncles. And I said, who are your uncles? She goes "Oh, They started a cannabis company. She gave me their names. They were Randy and Adrian from the brand Candescent. Um, and Randy started helping me. Uh, I met another guy from a VP at Moxie. Uh, and then I ended up meeting Guy at Papa and Barkley. So some of the best brands in cannabis, people from their teams have come behind me in support of this project. And now there's a core team of us that are, we're going to put products on shelves by the fall of this year and hopefully in multiple states. Um, we're in talks with an MSO right now about a full acquisition that would enable us to, to start nationwide. Um, so it's kind of a dream. It's, it's going fast now, but it's, it's been a slow three years of uh, a lot of letting go of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, um, something else that jumped out to me was um, the safe scale, the safe scale and know your cannabis software. I think, again, that's something else you got to introduce people to, because a lot of people don't know a lot about what they're about to consume or even anything about the plant. Um, speak to us about those softwares and how they're how you trying to enter you, how you use that when it comes to Christian cannabis. Yeah, one of our part, one of our founding partners, Jacqueline, she was on the Candescent team, on the Lord Jones team, Pop and Barkley. I mean, she she's built uh, a lot of big cannabis brands, um, but she's all heart. She's she's a great marketing uh, branding uh, is her specialty. But when we started diving into our audience, um, I mean, she helped me with uh, with all this, and she's just um, yeah, she came up with this the safe scale where it's on a one to five level. So 
you know, unless you know cannabis, when you're walking in, you're like, okay, what's THC? What's CBD? Exactly. What's going to get me super baked? What's top shelf? You know, our idea was trying to make it simple with all our products. So there's a one or two or three or four or five. Um, and then most of the products are high CBD, low, low, low THC, where we're not afraid of THC. I think you need it. And, and the first offer I actually got from investment two weeks after I launched the plane was to launch a only CBD line for Christians. And um, man, we might have only CBD products at some point, but it's not what I found benefits from. So I wanted to do the whole plan. I wanted, um, and so, yeah, we're going to do the whole plant, but we're, we don't need the enormous levels of THC that I think we're seeing in most of the products today. And so, uh, yeah, there's the safe scale uh, kind of system that we've come up with. And then there's, um, yeah, I think a, a, a different footprint inside of this, you know, where everybody's going one way, we're going to maybe go the opposite way. And I think there's room for our audience that's walking into the store the first time. You know, we want to work on that, too. We want to have some delivery, obviously, systems set up with churches. We want to have, obviously, dispensary partners. But there, we got to get over that fear that we're going to buy drugs. And, uh, you know, some of these dispensaries now look more like the Apple stores than they do, you know, drug stores. But, um Man, it, we've got a work cut out to get our audience, first of all, to trust us and to get into the stores. And then once they're there to find a product that they can trust. And I think that's what we we have about the Christian space. Like I've been in it. You can trust this team. You can trust the products. Uh, they're designed for, with you in mind. Yeah. Craig, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of yours, man. It, uh, um, um, there's nothing more else I can say. Christian cannabis. Um, I'm definitely a fan over here. Bro, before we get out of here, let people know how they can learn more about Christian cannabis, what they can learn more about the XXX Church. And also promise me that one day we can get on this, we can get another conversation. We could talk about the micro dosing and we can get into mushrooms one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's been, I think, you know, the, the company, my goal here is it's spiritual plants. So to me, Christian cannabis is step one. Um, there's a lot of other plants and a lot of other religions and spiritual groups that need all these plants. And so, uh, yeah, ChristianCannabis.com. Look for obviously some products by the fall. Um, we have something fun that that I challenge people to do. If you go to CannabisIsSpiritual.com, if you grew up in the church and you were ever handled uh, handed a Bible track, I put together maybe a cartoon Bible track all about the plants, and uh, it walks you through this. And at the end of it, you can download a meditation, smoke some cannabis if it's legal in your area. And then drop in with cannabis in a meditative space. Maybe you've never tried it that way. But um, man, I, I think there needs to be a different category than just medical and recreational. And I think there's benefits to obviously cannabis recreationally. There's benefits medically, but spiritually, like to, to sit there, to sit in meditation, to sit in kind of your thoughts. Um, man, just it'd be fun if more people just tried that. And so you can check that out at cannabisspiritual.com and you know, stay tuned for what we're going to be doing here, bro. I totally appreciate your conversation today. Thank you, man. It was like my second, it was like my, my, my second chance at church this morning. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you again for your time, Craig. And um, this is Mecca cash color campus, high level conversation. We're out. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. And this episode is sponsored by Sew and Read. Founded by Charity Parsons, Sew and Read creates luxury experiences and excursions for canisseurs. This month, we'll be partnering with Sew and Reap to sponsor two guests for one of their amazing experiences. Follow Sew and Reap on all social media channels and stay tuned for details on our exclusive giveaway.